0: Father Janus, since the gods have decreed that you will be the beginning of life and of labor, be also the start of my song. Sower of the years of the glittering, most beautiful world, to whom people first offer vows and prayer. Two-headed Janus, father of the gently opening year, you who alone can see your own back, come favorable to the leaders whose work brings peace to the fertile earth, peace to the sea, Come favorable to the Senate and to the people. Prosperous day dawns, full of pleasant speech and thoughts. On this good day, let good words be spoken. Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. Merry meet. My name is Amberly, and I am so pleased to have you. The prayer that I opened with is called Roman Medley by Horace Martial and Ovid, uh, circa late 1st century before Common Era to early 1st century Common Era. It's translated by Barbara Nolan, and you can find this and many other great prayers in Barbara Nolan's book, A Year of Pagan Prayer. Well, we made it through another year. 2022 was a rough one, so here is to hoping that 2023 is a little gentler on everyone. So I want to talk a little about resolutions, I've started out many a year with a resolution that I was going to do, be, become, accomplish, tons of different things. And I will tell you that I have not accomplished any of them. I, along with many other people, think that uh, resolutions can be seriously unhealthy. So this year, I'm going to try something different, and I'm going to share some new ideas that I got from an email just this morning from Rachel of Anahata's Purpose and tell you what I have decided to do based on these ideas. The first is choosing a word of the year. Uh, the idea is to choose a word that will encompass what you want your year to be about or look like or focus on, etc. This year, the word I choose is knowledge. I wanna spend the entire year learning everything I possibly can. I'll be starting with some fun new projects with my family, Uh, That will help along the way, which is great. Uh, We're moving our tiny little veggie garden that's on the side of our house uh, to a much larger plot in our backyard. And we're going to try and grow as much of our food as possible this year. And that will definitely require gaining some knowledge, probably a lot of trial and error as well. And I hope to bring you all along the way on my journey for that. Uh, So stay tuned. Uh, the second thing we're going to start this year is a chicken coop. I'm so excited. I can't even begin to explain how excited I am. Uh, I've been waiting for years to get chickens. I've wanted them for years. Um, and we're finally going to get them and we're going to build the coop right next to the garden, uh, that we're building. So since I've never owned chickens, this will be my next learning experience. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear a lot about that too. And I will also be spending the year learning how to make as many recipes as I possibly can and figuring out their metaphysical properties. Uh, I will then take the recipes and the techniques I learned to develop my own new recipes. Uh, I think I'd like to publish a cookbook in 2024. So we shall see. Now, the word Knowledge. There are things corresponding with that, so I'm going to share some of the correspondences. Uh, Just some, (laughs) there's a lot. Gemini, Sagittarius, Saturn, uh, which is my ruling planet, uh, since I am a Capricorn rising. Um, The waxing moon, Wednesday, the element of air, the crown chakra, the colors black, blue, gold, and yellow, arcane numbers 7 and 12, uh, the tarot cards, the Hermit, and the Suits of Pentacles and Swords. Uh, some of the trees and plants are Elder, Hazel, oak, Rowan, and Yew, uh, Rosemary, Sage, Cinnamon, Frankincense, and Patchouli. Uh, some of the gemstones are Amber, Calcite, Emerald, Jade, Moonstone, Clear Quartz, Salt, and Pink Tourmaline. Goddesses, Anat, Arteo, Brigid, Caridwyn, or Saradwin, depending on how you say it, uh, tomato, tomato, Demeter, Diana, Frigg, Quan Yin, Persephone, and Sarasvati. Uh, the gods are Amun, Cernunos, or Kernunos, however you want to say that one, uh, Dionysus, uh, also known as Jack Black. <laughs> Not really, but I mean kind of. Uh, Ganesh, Lu, Mercury, Odin, Shiva, and Salsu. Uh, There are tons more correspondences with knowledge, tons more goddesses, tons more gemstones, etc., etc., but I just decided to choose a few uh, because there were so many. But you can check out Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondences by Sandra Kynes for the rest of them, Uh, and any correspondence you could possibly think of. I haven't thought of one that I couldn't find in that book so uh, now this brings me to the second idea in the email from rachel uh, a color of the year you remember coco who was on the podcast in december well this comes from her coco picks colors of the year that represent what she wants to work on or how a color makes her feel Uh, this year my color will be blue the color blue has always been among my favorites i love every shade of blue Uh, i love sapphires In fact, my engagement ring is a sapphire, and it's wonderful. Uh, Blue is also associated with knowledge, which makes it a perfect fit for this year. Um, I actually found a pretty cool fact about the color blue, uh, well, the psychology of the color blue from shiftelearning.com. Blue is associated with productivity. Some research suggests that people with highly intellectual work, which requires a high cognitive load, for instance, programmers or academics are more productive in a blue environment. Uh, of course, we can't keep everything one color, so blending the cool color of blue with the warmer tones would will help balance things out. Uh, blue is best used for learning situations which are challenging. Uh, blue paper, blue ink, or blue highlighting can be used to help improve reading comprehension too, which is very interesting, and I am certainly going to try that out. Blue in general seems to be a relaxing and calming color, but lighter shades will seem more friendly, while darker ones seem a little more somber. Uh, Remember Coco saying that navy blue to her felt very uh, restrictive. So everyone, I suppose, will feel differently about different colors. But blue, blue is my color this year. Ugh, that song is now in my head. Um, I'm not going to say it because it'll be in your head too. Uh... (laughs) It probably is. Neener, neener. The next on the list in Rachel's email is Song of the Year. This one was a lot harder for me. Uh, I don't know why, but it's probably because there are so many choices. Uh, I mean, the sheer number of songs in the world is astronomical. Uh, But I think I have decided it's Savage Daughter by Sarah Hester Ross. And actually, that song has been pretty big in my life for a few years now, um, but I think I'm going to make it my official song of 2023. It's probably known by most of my listeners, but if not, you should check it out. Uh, the song embodies being completely unapologetic for who you are, and this is definitely something I need to be more cognizant about. I, I say I'm sorry for things all the time, things I, I shouldn't apologize for, and I think that most of us, especially women, feel the need to do so. So this year, I'm going to be a savage daughter and be proud of it, and I'm going to stop saying I'm sorry for shit that I don't need to be sorry about. Not sorry. So I would absolutely love to hear from all of you what your songs of the year are. Uh, If I get enough of them, I will create a Hearth and Hedge 2023 playlist, which I think sounds super fun. Uh, If you want to join in, send a song you want me to add to the playlist to thehearthandhedge at gmail.com, or you can instant message me on Facebook or Instagram. And when I get enough songs, I'll create the playlist and link it on my bio site and the website. And if you want to add, uh, you know, your name and the reason why, maybe I'll do a little, a little blog post about that. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see what, what I get, uh, now card of the year. And by card, I mean tarot or Oracle card. I think this is such a great idea. I don't know why I've never thought of doing that. Uh, Last year, I actually chose a rune of the year uh, on Beltane. Uh, So maybe, maybe I'll do that again on Beltane. I don't know, we shall see. Uh, But my card of the year. There are lots of ways to choose a card of the year, be it pulling a card randomly from a deck that you love, uh, picking a card that aligns with what you want for the year or doing it the way I chose uh, through numerology which is such a great idea. Uh, Rachel suggests this method in the email, and it's a little different than like your birth numerology, but the same idea. So what you do is you use your birth month and day, and instead of adding your birth year, you use 2023. So in my case, I added five for May, plus nine for the day of the month I was born, and then 2023. So 5 plus 9 is 14, plus 2, plus 2, plus 3 becomes 21. So there are actually 22 major arcana cards, and they are numbered from 0 to 21. Uh, The 21st card, or 22nd, I know that's confusing, but card number 21 is the world. But I actually went a step further and added 2 plus 1 to make 3 because I'll tell you why. I could have stuck with 21, but I felt like the third card, the Empress, aligned more with my goals for the year. So I, I chose the Empress. Sorry, world, maybe next year. On a traditional card, like the Rider-Waite-Smith, uh, the Empress sits on a throne wearing a starry crown, holding a scepter in one hand. The scepter is representative of her power over life, Her crown has 12 stars, representing her dominance over the year, and her throne is in the midst of a field of grain, representative of her dominion over growing things and fertility. Uh, The meaning of this card, the general meaning, everybody obviously has their own um, interpretations, but the general meaning is the empress is traditionally associated with maternal influence. Uh, She can represent the creation of life, romance, art, new business, Uh, Or in my case, I see her as the card representing my work in gaining knowledge, building sustainable practices, and feeding my family from the food I have nurtured in the soil. The keywords associated with the empress are opportunity, abundance, maternal care, nurturing, pregnancy, stability, and fertility. Uh, Reverse card keywords are domestic problems, financial issues, stagnation, and unwanted pregnancy. Now, for some fun things uh, to do this new year. Uh, We're coming up on Twelfth Night, which is January 5th. For most, January 5th is considered the end of the holiday season. Twelfth Night is January 5th. Twelfth Day is January 6th. Twelfth Night is associated with the Crone, or Winter Hag Goddess, also German Perchta. Uh, In a few short weeks, Imbolc will come upon us and Brigid... Will be celebrated, and shortly thereafter comes the first day of spring. But for now, winter still rules, so let's enjoy what's left of the season by mixing up a 12th night cake. This recipe is from The Hearth Witch's Year by Anne Franklin. I'm just going to read this directly from the book. According to Anne Franklin, 12th night and 12th day was the time to expel the winter spirits of chaos and bane and send them back to the underworld in a ritual battle between the forces of growth and summer and the fourth forces of death and winter the malicious greek kalakansori appear during the twelve days and the signal for their final departure comes on twelfth night with the kalanda festival when the blessing of the waters ceremony takes place some holy water is put into vessels and with these and incense the priests make a round of the village sprinkling people in their houses which make the winter spirits flee and now for the twelfth night cake you will need two and a quarter pounds mixed dried sultanas raisins and currants sultanas if you are not aware are a different type of raisin they're actually like the golden colored raisin Um, so a little different same thing you'll need two ounces of mixed citrus peel a quarter pint whiskey, a quarter pint milk, 12 ounces of butter, 12 ounces of muscovado sugar, four eggs beaten, one pound, four ounces of plain flour, uh, which can be also uh, all purpose flour, uh, one level tablespoon of baking powder, two level teaspoons of mixed spice. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably like a pumpkin pie spice or an apple pie spice. You'll want two ounces of Glossade cherries, which are maraschino cherries also, or, or can be, maraschino cherries can be used instead of them. Uh, and two ounces of chopped walnuts. I bet you know what this is going to taste like. I do, and I'm real excited about it. So you're going to place the dried fruit and peel in a bowl. Stir in the whiskey and milk. Cover and leave overnight. Uh, The next day you're gonna heat the oven to 140 degrees Celsius or 275 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, also known as Gas Mark 1 if you are in the UK. You're gonna oil a large pan, approximately 12 by 10, and line the base and sides with greaseproof paper. Brush the paper with oil. Cream the butter and sugar. Add the beaten eggs a little at a time. If the mixture curdles, add a little bit of flour. Then you're going to sift the flour, baking powder, and spice, and fold into the creamed mixture. Afterward, you're going to add the fruits, nuts, and whiskey milk mixture. Uh, stir well and turn turn into the tin. I thought it said turn into the bin, <laughs> which I think a lot of people feel like fruitcake should go in, but I love it. You're going to bake in the center of the oven for two and a quarter to two and a half hours. Uh, leave to cool in the tin and turn out and remove the paper. Uh, You can, (laughs) if you really must, I must, you can sprinkle more whiskey on top. Uh, The cake can be iced and decorated with stars, ribbons, wheat ears, necks, and glassy fruit. Uh, That sounds delicious to me. I don't know if any of y'all are fruitcake fans, but I really, really am. And that sounds money. Sounds money. And now I have a fun little kitchen blessing bottle. Uh, This is from Enchanted Kitchen by Gail Busey. Both Anne Franklin and Gail Busey, I have requests in for them to come be on the podcast, so hopefully that'll happen. But for now, I'll just read their books to you. So this is a kitchen spell bottle. Kitchens need protection and clearing just like any other room in your home. This simple little spell bottle is fun to put together and can either be placed on a shelf or hung up with colorful ribbons or cords. I keep mine suspended from a picture hook on the wall they also make delightful gifts especially for people moving into new homes i like to use either blue or clear glass bottles that are not too large and preferably have cork tops sprinkle a little pink himalayan salt in the bottom of the bottle for protection and cleansing then add the following a sprig of lavender uh, for peace a dried bay leaf for courage an amethyst for peace and protection and a small small white feather to represent angel or goddess spirits. Write the following on a small piece of paper, or you can use your own words if you like. Uh, My kitchen is a sacred place, a place of warmth, a place of joy, sharing and nourishment. May it be blessed by Bridget and the Shining Ones, and may all who gather in this place know only peace and abundance. And so it is. You're going to roll up the paper into a scroll that will fit into the bottle and tie it with a thin white or purple ribbon. Lastly, sprinkle the scroll with a few drops of rose essential oil for love and peace. And then place the scroll in your prepared bottle and set someplace awesome in your kitchen. So this year I do have some really exciting things coming along. I have four really great uh, interviews already set up. I have several uh, in request. I really, I have a couple that are like absolutely reaching for the stars. And I'm not going to tell you who they are because if I fail, then you'll all be disappointed just as much as me. Uh, But I'm really going to try and I hope that it's going to work out. The first interview I have this year is Amy Blackthorne, which is so exciting. And that's going to be on Monday. Her newest book, Blackthorne's Botanical Wellness, um, will be definitely something that we discuss. I gave a copy of it away at the end of last month. And then I also have Judica Isles coming up this month, which is really exciting. And two more authors. Uh, So stay tuned. I will try and keep all of my upcoming interviews listed on the website. Uh, The website has not been getting updated as much as I would like because, well, it was Christmas. I didn't work on the website or anything else this past week because I spent the time with my family and it was wonderful. So I hope you guys all did the same thing uh, or did something else that you love. Uh, spent time with friends, uh, your chosen family or yourself, if you don't ever get to do that. But I hope it was a good one. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine second day of the year. Again, next Monday, I'll be coming at you with an interview with the amazing Amy Blackthorn. And I cannot wait for that. I hope you all have a happy, beautiful, blessed prosperous 2023 and we'll see you next time you can find us on instagram and facebook at the hearth and hedge on our website thehearthandhedge.com or you can email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com we also have a patreon that can be found at patreon.com slash hedge. if you like what you hear consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts I like to use either blue or clear glass bottles that are not too large and preferably have cork tops. Uh, Sprinkle a little pink halayan salt in the bottom of the bottle uh, for your protection or... Okay, let's just start that over. I like to use either blue or clear glass bottles that are not too large and preferably have cork tops. You're going to sprinkle a little bit of pink halayan... I don't know why that's so hard. You're going to sprinkle a little fucking shit. You're going to sprinkle a little pink. You're going to, I feel like I have, I'm having a stroke. Am I having a stroke? I might be having a stroke. Okay. You're going to sprinkle a little pink. Fuck. Why is that word so hard? (laughs) I guess I know what I'm putting at the end of this episode. Okay.